The Tarverian Podcast is a production of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Please check out more of our shows at www.probablywork.com. Rejoice ye one and all, as the dragon has returned to season two of the Tarviran podcast. Please join Rich Arbara, Rob Alfor, Bill Kulfrain, as they take on the epic fantasy series of the Wheel of Time. This season is dedicated to the Great Hunt, so join us as we go on a mystical adventure following the travels of the Great Paul of Valera in this season of the Tarvira Podcast. Hello there everybody and welcome back to the Tarviran Podcast where I almost came through with a promise of a double episode the other week. Yes, you may notice that at the moment it is kind of just me. Uh, now, you don't worry guys, don't worry, you're going to get me and you are going to get Rob. I'm not talking readings with Rob. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> we tried to do our uh, our little session where we'd hook up together uh, at the same time and, you know, talk it out. But unfortunately, things got in the way. Mostly my work. My work is crushing me at the moment. Um, yeah, and sadly, we weren't able to get together and actually record an episode. So we decided we don't want to you guys to miss out too much and we both recorded an episode each so i my friends am doing chapter 13 i believe <laughs> yes chapter 13 from stone to stone and rob is doing chapter 14 wolf brother brother you know ideally we'd got rich to do it but uh you know he's he's wandered off into the woods somewhere I'm not really sure when he's gonna be back so sorry rich sorry <laughs> but yeah, so you're going to have both of us this week and uh, I'm going to splice it all together, you know, in my own funky way. Go, and yeah, unfortunately, because it was me splicing it together, uh, this is also delayed because it was supposed to be out last Wednesday. But I'm going to pump it out today anyway. And then next week, next week, guys, you get me, me again. <laughs> yes, I will be back with uh, chapter 15 in Kingslayer. And then you'll have Rob again for In the Mirror of Darkness. And then we're going to try. We're going to try and do chapter 17 choices and chapter 18 to the White Tower as a duet, you know, he's going to be my Cagney and I'm going to be his Lacey, you know, he's going to be Diana Ross and I'm going to be a heroine. I mean, um, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> welcome back to the Tarvir and people. This, this, this is one hell of a mess. <laughs> um, anyway, <clears throat> let's move on, shall we? What's going on in the world of iTunes reviews? Guys, have we got any iTunes reviews. Now, I know we're doing double chapters. I'm only going to do this once. We did not get an iTunes review. Release the Billsig! Tell your water not to hear my words, what they mean, what they say, more rain. 
You can keep them in the dark light. You can hide them from the waiting world. Oh, more rain. Father's lies. Gonna take the daughter out tonight. Gonna show her around land. Oh, water. Not about to see the light. But if you wanna find hell with me, I can show you what that sounds like. Not about to see the light. And if you wanna find hell with me, I can show Satan what it's like. More Tell your warden not to hold my hand. Tell your warden not to understand. Oh, Moray! Father of lies, do you wanna bang heads with me? Do you wanna feel everything? Oh, Moray! Not about to see your light. If you wanna find hell with me, I'll show you what guys and like till you're bleeding. Not about to see the light. And if you wanna find hell with me, I can show you what guys To see the light, but if you wanna find hell with me, I can show Shaitan a fight till he's bleeding. Not about to see the light, and if you wanna find hell with me, I can show you what it's Leave us a review, or you'll get more of this. So, yes, you made me release the Billzig, didn't you, you bastards? Oh, he's back in his cage, he's back in his cage. Please, come on, people, make sure you leave an iTunes review so we have to stop listening to that terrible, terrible Danzig cover. Most people don't even know who Danzig is. But yes, there's me covering a terrible, terrible Danzig. Anyway, guys, what's going on in the world of World of Time? Jordan Con's back. Yes, 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 yes. I don't think it happened last year because, you know, global apocalypse and all that. But this year is back. Jordan Con is happening July 16th to 18th, 2021 in Georgia, Atlanta. So for all you Americans out there, you actually might get to go to Jordan Con, maybe. You know, volunteers are required to have the COVID vaccine. But you're doing quite a good job in the recovery now. Uh, yes, so... 
yeah, look forward to that, people. If you're going, if you're going, please let me know. Reach out to me on Twitter at Matunica, M-E-T-U-N-N-I-C-A, or at Tarvir and Pod. And um, yeah, let us know you're going to JordanCon. And, um, you know, I'll try and convince Rob to go out there. I'll probably get more chance of convincing Rich to go out there because he hasn't got kids yet. But, you know, <clears throat> uh, you know the wheel, the wheel weaves as the wheel weaves. So who knows what will happen there. Uh, also, I think there was a release date put out for the actual Wheel of Time show. I seem to have missed that information. It was probably weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> who knows? This is this is not the best place to go for news. Uh, but in sad news, uh, Wilson Grooms recently passed away, who was the cousin uh, cousin of Robert Robert Jordan and a pillar of the Wheel of Time community. Yet sadly, he passed away this week. Sad time. Just take a minute to reflect on it. Yeah. Oh god, that was a that was such a poor tribute. I just completely I had just had note of it saying that he died and I just didn't think of what I'd actually say and so it, it all just went a bit peaked on. Sorry guys. Sorry Wilson Grooms, you deserve better than 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 me, to be honest with you, giving a tribute to you. <laughs> but yeah, Robert Jordan's cousin passed away sadly this week. <sighs> yeah, I didn't really do that sort of stuff. Anyway, here's a word from our sponsors. Please, 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 someone, someone, someone save me from myself. Please. Too Young for This Trek, The Final Frontier. These are the voyages of... MC, Troy, and Eric. Their mission to introduce Tyler to strange new episodes. To seek out the best and worst media in the Star Trek franchise. To boldly go where several podcasts have probably gone before. You can listen to these goobers talk about Star Trek by searching for Too Young for This Trek or by visiting probablywork.com. Hello, my name's Bill. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm here in the UK doing UK things, not being eaten by giant people. And I'm Tyler in the US, also not being eaten by giant people. And we host The Coordinate, an Attack on Titan podcast where we are... Uh, hold on a second, Tyler. Hold on. There's some weird noises going on outside the door. Let, let me just go check it out quickly. Ah! 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 It's Twitter, Troy Titan. Ah, ah, my leg. Ah, he's eating my leg. Ah, Bill. No. Oh, oh, it's gone. He's eating my bloody leg, Tyler. Troy's eating my leg. Oh. Uh, anyways, uh, we're a monthly podcast where we read ah. an arc of the manga oh. a month, try to get Bill caught up. Uh, Bill, you want to tell them where they can find us? Oh, uh, what? What? You want? What, what, what do you want? Where can people listen to the podcast? <laughs> I don't. Uh, oh, I don't have a clue. Oh, he's going to eat me! He's going to eat me! Oh. Ah. Oh. Why are there so many cats in here? Oh, God, I hope you can't uh, get, Can I get a new co-host? Right, so everybody, after that great, great humiliation of myself, which I am particularly good at, you know, I'm pretty good at making a tit out of myself, so look forward to more of that in the future. <laughs> Let's start with Chapter 13 of The Great Hunt, shall we? From Stone to Stone. So, the guys wake up. And Rand's kind of a bit groggy, wondering what's going on. And he's looking around and everything looks a bit strange. And then he realises that everyone has disappeared. Except Loyal and Hurin. You know, 
What a team we've got here, people. We've got the Dragon Reborn, a, a gigantic builder who looks a bit trollicky. <laughs> he likes to go out and get trollocked on occasion. And uh, Hurin, who can smell death in the air. What a combo. <laughs> um, and then what's even more alarming is that the stone they fell asleep on is now upright and centre in the hollow. Uh, it's just like absolutely creepy-ass bonkers shit. <laughs> the floors were hollow and paved out with white stones and there are steps leading up to the stone cylinder. Uh, and it, each step is coloured in one of the colours of the Ajars from the Aesodai. Yes, you know, there's green, there's white, there's browns, there's all sorts going up there. You know? And, um, yeah, he's just like, I wonder if this was Aesodai doing. And Hurin's always like, Oh, I, I walk in the light rand. You know, the the ace of I wouldn't do this to me. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 you shut up, you. <laughs> you got no idea, mate. All right? I was farming sheep herds. I was sheep herding four weeks ago. Yeah, down by two rivers, smoking my funky two river tobacco. Yeah, now look at me. Now look at me. I'm fucking lord in the northern lands. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know why. Where do these accents come from? You know, there's something, there's something deep, 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 deep in me, which is very, very disturbing. <laughs> Trying to get out. <laughs> Some sort of weird, common Alan Carr sort of thing. No, not Alan Carr. Who's the other one? <laughs> Goal! Back of the net. That one. <laughs> oh, God. My head's gone. Right, anyway. Back, 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 back. <laughs> um... Yeah, anyway, Rand's, Rand's kind of convinced that this is actually solid, so he wakes up here in, and, uh, and loyal. And he's just like, come on, tell me I'm dreaming, guys. Tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, everyone wakes up and is kind of like, oh, my God, this this definitely isn't the place that we fell asleep in. Like, where where on earth are we? Where have we ended up? And um, <clears throat> loyal, loyal, you know, he, he knows a few things. You know, I kind of kind of feel like he was written into the Wheel of Time story as... Um, as a way of explaining things when things needed explaining, you know, otherwise it'd just be a bit weird. It's like, shit, I just woke up and I'm somewhere else, and then you'd have to wait four books to find out why. But he, <laughs> he's the one who goes, "Yes, my friend, I know what this stone is now." <laughs> and um, <clears throat> yeah, basically, he kind of thinks it refers to something that might have been from the Age of Legends, from stone to stone, the run of lines. <laughs> Sorry, from stone to stone run the lines of if between the worlds that might be. So it's something to do about stones that the Aesodai used to use in order to travel places. You know, he doesn't know how they work, he doesn't know anything about them. He just knows a random line from a random book about some sort of stone, which he's immediately put to this very unique, unusual situation. You know, loyal, I think you're jumping to conclusions, mate, but also I know you're on the right path. So good good work, my friend, good work. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, uh, he also mentions that only the most powerful of Ace I could use them. So you know, we've got a little little hint there, a little loyal sprinkling in a little herb sauce on our Rand sandwich. You know, we're seeing that Rand is actually quite a powerful bugger. Yes, yes, quite a powerful man indeed. Now Rand becomes uneasy at the mention of channeling because <laughs> uh, yeah, he's like, oh, sh I fell asleep and I was like in the void, man. How can this happen? But um, but yeah, maybe, maybe it was me. Maybe maybe I brought us to this weird place. But yeah, no, none of them really understand what Loyal's talking about, you know. If, and they they're like, like, but what, you know? It's just like he because he tells them that this place is like an interdimensional thing, like worlds that might have been. And so they're like, what? So if some woman 
had turned left in one land, and in another thing she turned right. Which, you know, which way does the time flow divide? Does the wheel then weave two patterns, millions and millions and billions of patterns? Who knows? It all gets very, very confusing. Uh, but yeah, but Loyal also mentions he never heard of anyone finding one of these stones, although apparently they're scattered all around the land. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, Hurin speaks up and invites Rand that, um, you know, uh, no, he wants Rand to decide. Sorry, I wrote down the wrong word. Uh, he, he asks an advice. Uh, yeah, he asks, you know, how are we going to get home, man? You're, you're the Lord here. <laughs> um, and it's just like, Rand's like, oh, Lord. But he doesn't. He doesn't actually say that. He's just like, yeah. Now, now's not the time. We're in a bit of a hairy situation. Probably is my fault. Now I'm going to let that little lord slide by. You know. You know. Probably I got you into this hearing. I'm going to get you out. But that's basically what he says. He's just like, I don't know what we're going to do, but we'll do something and we'll get out of this. <laughs> uh, I'll do my best by my house and by my honour, which you know, in fairness. Cures, uh, cures, uh, cheers hearing up quite a lot, which I don't blame him. You know, I'd be fucking shitting a brick in this situation, so I'd be quite glad if my uh, my lord and saviour <laughs> sort of said, "Yeah, don't worry about it, mate. I got this." <laughs> um, and then Rand walks up to the stone, convinced that it will get them back. So he forms the void in his brain. You know, there he is, his flame <sighs> contains it, fills it, fills the void, fills the void with his passion or whatever it is, <laughs> and um, yeah. <clears throat> tries to reach for something. He can feel it. He can sense it. He doesn't know how he's doing it, but he can feel it. He's reaching for Sedin. Oh, yes. Oh, Sedin, Sedin, Sedin. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> don't know what I'm going to talk uh, But yeah, but he can only feel the taint. And he tries to form a picture of the original hollow outside of the void and tries to push Sedin into the picture. But all of a sudden, the void shatters. <laughs> A thousand pieces of glass shattering all over the place and then ran suddenly back at the stone and um, <clears throat> yeah you know Hurin and Loyal just looking around he was just standing there holding put his hand against the stone his eyes closed <laughs> Jesus yeah, yeah what, what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing Rand what are you doing <laughs> and yeah Rand mentions as well that you know uh, well not to the guys but he's, he's thinking to himself like my god the void you know normally breaks and you know, collapses or disappears, but never shatters like that. Just completely whoosh. So, you know, Rand's got some things to learn here. He can't just use the one power in that sort of way. He needs to get a feel for it, man. He needs to get a feel for Zidin and it's tank. You know, he needs to get tanked up. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, so, uh, Hugh, I think this is the point where, is this where Hugh is? Yeah, so basically Rand goes, you know, um, you know, we can keep trying this, but um, Hurin suggests that they go and find the Dark Friends and force them to reveal how they get back. And Rand is really shocked. Just like, what, you can you can still smell them? And he's like, well, kind of. <laughs> it's not old, and it's not fainter, but it's kind of, I can just smell them. There's just somewhere over there. Whereas last night they were going that way, but now they're that way. And it's just like, so there we go. We've got another hint there of this well that they're in seems to be sort of twisting reality so that things don't quite work in the same way but they have got Hurin's nose and they can follow the dark friends you know you know chase you know that's the best way out you know let's chase after fame and the horn sounds like a good plan yeah Bucky, run run rand 
God, this this book would not be good if it was me as the main character. I would have fucking bolted ages ago. <laughs> oh man. Um. Uh, yeah, so uh, so they send out Hurin to see if the trail's actually real. Um, Loyal has his doubts about leaving the stone and wants to know how Rand is actually going to use the stone, um, or how Rand was going to use the stone, since only channelers could use them. Yeah, pretty sure Hur- I'm pretty sure Loyal already knows that Rand can channel, but maybe I've missed that bit. Uh, <laughs> Rand answers that if they were in the Age Before Legends, um, there was a possibility that there would be another way to use them, but doesn't really know how it is at the moment. So, Loyal and Rand mount their horses and ride up to join Hurin. Um, and the world looks even stranger once they actually meet up with him. It's just like, it's just, it just looks off to the eye, you know? Doesn't look quite right. <clears throat> but um, whenever Rand turns his head, things that appear distant, seen from the corner of the eye, seem to rush towards him. And it's just like, it just sounds like an absolute disorientating. Disorientating? Dis- God. I am really not on top form today. <laughs> Disorientating, disorientating mess. Why was I dropping the tea? God, what is with my terrible Essex accent? Uh, yeah, just an absolute mess. Um, but yeah, Hurian finds the trail, goes southwards. So there they are, off following the horn. And that brings an end to the chapter, Stone to Stone. So now I will leave you in the culpable hands of Rob with readings with Roberto Soldado. And now, the Taveren present to you Readings with Rob. Chapter 13, From Stone to Stone. Molo Rind, now on his feet, Perrin seemed calmer, but he clutched his coat and the waist with both hands, his face urgent. Molo Rind, you'll get his back, won't you? Back where we belong. I have a wife, my lord, and children. Merely it take it bad enough me dying. But if she doesn't even have my body to give to the mother's embrace, she'll grieve to the end of her days. You understand, my lord. I can't leave her not knowing. You'll get us back. And if I die, if you can't take her to my body, you'll let her know. So she has that at least. He was no longer questioning at the end. A note of confidence had crept into his voice. Rand opened his mouth to say again he was not a lord, then shut it without speaking. That was hardly important enough to mention now. You got him into this. He wanted to deny it, but he knew what he was, knew he could channel, even if it always seemed to happen all by itself. Loyal said Aes Sedai's used the stones, and that meant the one power. What Loyal said he knew, you could be sure of. The Ogier never claimed to know if he did not. And there was no one else nearby who could wield the power. You got him into it. You have to get him out. You have to try. I, I will do my best, Hurin. And because Hurin was a Shenarian, he added, By my house and honor. A shepherd's house and a shepherd's honor. But I will make them do as well as a lord's. Hurin loosened the hold on his coat. The confidence reached his eyes, too. He bowed deeply. Honor to serve, my lord. Guilt rippled through Rand. He thinks you'll see him home now, because Shenarian lords always keep their word. What are you going to do, Lord Rand? None of that, Hurin. There'll be no bowing. I'm not... Suddenly he knew he could not tell the man again that he was not a lord. 
All that was holding the sniffer together was his belief in a lord. He could not take that away. Not now. Not here. No bowing. He finished awkwardly. As you say, Lord Rand. Huron's grin was almost as wide as when Rand and him first met. Rand cleared his throat. <clears throat> yes, well, that's what I say. That was readings with Rob. If there's a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to have read on the podcast, simply tweet us at TaverNPod with your request. And that, my dear Wheelers... Wheelers! That's a great name for Wheel of Time fans. <laughs> yes, that's it, my dear Wheelers. That's it for Readings with Robert. Now, uh, normally I'd kind of do the sign-off here, but I think I'm going to leave it, because I'm hoping Rob's done it in his section which I'll find out when I start editing. Otherwise, you're going to have to get lots of little edit points from me being like, oh, here we go, do this, do this, do this, do this. <laughs> but we'll see. Anyway, guys, that's going to be it from me. You know, I was, I was going to, it's so built into me. I was going to go, hey, you know, come join the Discord. <laughs> come come check out the Patreon, all that sort of bollocks. But no, you know, I'll speak to you guys soon, okay? I'll leave you with Rob, and I'll see you next week for Chapter 15. Ladies all. And that takes us into Chapter 14 entitled Wolf Brother. No, it's not a repeat of the chapter in the first book. It's a whole new chapter. Perspective shifts to Intar and his crew. Apparently he wakes up and sees not only Rand, but Loyal and his sniffer have all disappeared without a trace. He's, he's wondering, what the fuck's going on, guys? He's like, gone? My guards saw nothing? They cannot be just gone. Uno's looking around. He can't find anything. He's got everybody left searching the grounds. No traces, no tracks. And he can't understand it because, you know, Rand might be freaked out from being uh, one of the Southern Lords and Loyal may have followed Rand for all that. But Hurin, Hurin's a Shenarian. He would not have left his post under any circumstances. He's not saying deserted. He's he's thinking something happened because he would not have... uh, expected his own snipper and a, and a fellow shenarian to just leave. He's not quite sure what to make of it. He knows something's up, but he, the, the not knowing part's the worst. Matt and Perrin were like, well, maybe Rand just ran away. Uh, who knows? You know, he freaked out. You know, being second command, maybe he just ran away. That won't uh, give reason to why Hearn would have left. Ingtar is upset that he does not have Rand, who was the supposed second in command of the group, Loyal was always helpful to have one of the builders around, but without Hurin, it's going to be very hard to track where these dark friends have gone. Perrin realizes the situation now, he realizes that Ingtar is starting to stew and simmer and realize that he may be screwed out of the quest that the Amberlin herself charged him with to find the Horn of Valer. Perrin decides, let me try this out, let me see what I can do with this. He searches out, he searches out the wolves that he knows are around. He knows that they've been kind of lingering around him. The wolves have sensed that there was a new two-legged presence. Looks within himself and he calls out. Thoughts came to him as a whirlpool blend in images and emotions. At first he had not been able to make out anything except the raw emotion. But now his mind put words to them. Wolf brother, surprise. Two legs that talk. And the first thing that they ask him is this, you are Longtooth. The way that the wolves communicate are through emotions and images. 
sent, lack of a better term, telepathically. And they send him an image of Elias. And they ask him if he's Longtooth. He does, he does respond, no, that is not me. Then the, there's some time and the wolves send another message. Yes, we've heard of you. You can see the pack mentality, the herd mentality. I guess for wolves, it's a pack. Uh, the mentality, and they're trying to put together an image, put together a best way to describe who this new two-legged, walks, talks to wolves, two-legged person is. And they simply come up with the name Young Bull. And from now on out, Perrin will be known to the wolves as Young Bull. Perrin wasn't the happiest with his naming. He made him think of the time that he killed the Dark Friends. We all know that Perrin had to do what he had to do. Egwene's life was at risk. It got to it got to lethal force, and it that should be allowed in the grand scheme of things. But Perrin really, really took it hard upon himself, and he's like, I'm not killing anybody ever again. They can't happen. They witnessed, the wolves witnessed that encounter with the White Cloaks, and that is where Perrin got his nickname of Young Bull. Perrin did note that although he's not a sniffer as much as what Hurin specifically can do, he knows that he has similar traits as Hurin. Um, he learned this when he visited Padden Fane in the dungeons with Egwene back at Faldara Fortress. Padden Fane had a very, very wrong sense of smell about him that only Perrin seemed to be able to pick up on. Knowing that he can do this, knowing that he has the ability to smell evil, and the sense of what Trolloc evil is versus this evil squared level of contempt that Padden Fane's emitting smell-wise, he realizes he can help Ingtar. The only catch is that he's going to have to disclose to Ingtar how he knows, how he knows how to track Padden Fane and the horn and the dagger. Hoping by God that, hoping by Creator, that all three are in the same location. One thing that we did find out, I guess the communication is, Perrin is able to communicate with the wolves through emotions and senses. He asks for the sense of where the Trollocs and the very bad smell is. Trollocs themselves are a bad smell, but to say the very bad smell on top of Trollocs is one thing that we do learn is that wolves don't hate humans but will tolerate them and will fight back with lethal force if, if absolutely necessary wolves and trollocs do not get along a wolf will attack and kill a trolloc on sight so Perrin use this use this knowledge to say listen i am hunting for trollocs can you tell me where the trollocs are and what had happened was when the wolves sensed out where the Trollocs were, they were filled with frenzy and the, the howling of the wolves and the frenzied feed or the frenzy for the kill of their mortal enemy, the Trollocs, were able to buy images depict to Perrin where they are. So instead of having to follow the trail zigzag, zigzag, Perrin can make a beeline shot straight for where they are. In a sense, he's a little bit more, I don't want to say talented than Hurin, but Hurin 
was only able to follow the trail. So the thought was to make that zigzagging trail to just try and throw them off. But Perrin, with the help of the wolf pack, can by bypass all that and go straight for where the Trollocs are and where Padden Fane is, just because of the distinct odiferous scent that they leave behind. So it's about this point that Matt realizes Perrin is not well. I mean, Perrin, I guess the image is maybe he's thinking within himself, maybe his eyes roll back in his head as he's reaching out to the wolves. And Matt's like, you, you don't look good, uh, Perrin. Should, should I make you some tea? You know, I, I can make you tea. To which Perrin realized, realized how it may have looked, and he's like, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. He went to go find Ingtar, and he pulled him aside. He's like, listen, I can track the scent. I can get us there. I'm not sure where Rand, Loyal, and Hurin went. I know directly in which direction to go to get to the Trollocs and Padden Fane. Ningtar's like, well, how's that possible? Did, did you pick up some tips from Hurin? This is a time that I would think Perrin would be epic. He he let loose with the truth. He's like, I from the wolf, the wolf I can communicate with wolves. And they loathe Trollocs more than anything on this planet. And they are telling me where to go to get rid of these Trollocs. And he said it. He said it without hesitation. He took a deep breath, but he said it without pause. He 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 knew the implications. He could have been named a dark friend. He could have been slain on sight for saying such things. Did a little bit of backstory here. Ingtar says, hmm, I've heard of this. I've heard of this. Have you ever heard of a man named Elias Machera? Yes, I have. What, what do you mean? Yeah, of course, yes. Um, yes, I've met this man. What do you mean? He was a, he was a warder, was also known to be able to talk to wolves, and I don't know if he abandoned his post, but, you know, it's kind of hard to be able to do both your warder duties while being able to run with the wolves. Ingtar had history, or knew of history of this, so it wasn't a immediate knee-jerk reaction to say you're a dark friend, you must die now. That mixed with his honor and duty that he's bound to complete the quest the Amberlin has given him. He now sees that he may have a path forward. Hurin, God help him, hopefully his fellow Shenarian is safe. We now have a path forward towards completing our goal. Perrin can step in and take care of this as hopefully as well as Hurin could. The two of them are still talking and Ingtar does tell Perrin, listen. Keep this on a download. Keep this between you and me. Don't let Uno and me maze many other guys know. We'll just tell them that you've learned that you have this scent, the uh, sniffing trait as Hurin does. You don't want to go blabbing out to everybody and their mother about talking to the wolves. Not everybody knows what I know. You don't. The whole it'll be a whole thing. You don't. Don't worry about it. Leave, leave it to me. I'll take care of you. We're good. Ingtar is now rejuvenated saying, guys, we got a plan B. Perrin has learned he, that he is a snipper like Hurin, and we are back on track to horse. To Perrin's surprise, the Shenarians actually accepted Perrin as a sniffer. Give him a little bit of, you know, you, 
what you know, country bumpkin kid from 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 well from the two rivers you get a sniffer come on you, you gotta be kidding me they accepted him they didn't question it well of course they're not going to question it Ingtar told them not to question it but they brought they accepted him as the new sniffer and this is where we get a little bit of the backstory about how wolves see the world around them wolves would kill men but men were not preferred prey they think back to the old times when wolves and men hunted together. Wolves would not eat carrion unless they were starving and it was all they needed to survive. When talking about the smell of Trollocs, it was like he was seeing the images of disgust. Abject horror at what Trollocs do. Something more evil smell that Patton Fane was emitting. So as they're making their way towards where the Trollocs were, we come up to a scene, I think we learned in the last chapter, a scene where Patton decided to leave a little present for everybody. Luckily, Perrin with his sharp eyes, that's one trait that Ingtar may know he has, but the rest of the crew does not. They just know he's a snippet, they don't know he talks to wolves, so the eyesight thing is not quite public knowledge yet. Before the troop approaches the scene, Perrin is able to smell and see it ahead of everybody else. He gives them forewarning, guys, there's something bad up ahead. You look ahead and you can see vultures circling. It was not a good sign. It was one of the little treats that Padden wanted to leave to the group to say, <laughs> follow us again and you'll be next. <laughs> not only a typical bad guy thing, but Padden was definitely trying to show a message. He was also trying to intimidate the people he was with or the things he was rolling with. But it was also a you'll be next, you know, good guys type of thing for the people coming to following it. Stop following me or this will be you. Scene is probably not suitable for all audiences. Just saying. Lord Ingtor said he was a sniffer. Everybody believed he was a sniffer and sniffers could smell killing. So it was about this time that Ingtar said, hold up guys. We're being followed. I can almost see like a kind of Dramatic pause. Hold on. Eyebrow raised. We're being followed. So as it turns out, they are being followed. A plump grain woman with a cloak tied behind her saddle who blinked at them all vaguely. Varen Sedai has caught up with the Shenarian group. Why not? The more the merrier. We're on a fun, fun little jaunt down the road. Come on up. You know, ladies and I, join us, won't you? Look, guys, it's an eye and I. Yay! Anyway, first thing Varen tells him is that Moraine sent me. Then she starts to go along, uh, as Varen does, and as uh, my fellow uh, cohort Bill does, she decides to go off on a tangent. <clears throat> and quite a tangent, because as we knew from several chapters ago, they passed a merdral set up on a stake to display and show everybody, whoever they're following, this is what they do to merdral. And while we were too horrified when we saw it, Rand was horrified, the rest of the band of groups were like, I wouldn't say that the Shenarians were horrified, but they were more like, ah, shit. Varen sees it and immediately goes, oh, I wish I could stay here and, and look at it and examine it and 
You never get to see a merdral in its natural habitat like you can here. Oh, the things that we could learn from it. Oh, I'm bound by duty to keep going, but oh, I wish I could stay here and, and take time to investigate this. Ooh, it'd be so awesome. And everybody's looking around like, who is this? Who's, did, did she really just say that about Kevin's? I wanted to get away from that guy as fast as I could. I didn't want to touch it. What the hell's wrong with this lady? Anyway, she kind of pulls herself back in, pulls pulls back from her tangent, and she goes, I'm here to see Rand. See, where's Rand? Angtar's like, you're that kid? We left him about six pages ago. Him, the Ogier, and my sniffer. All three of them. Vanished into thin air. And she goes, your sniffer, huh? Vanished, huh? How you following the trail? He's like, oh, um, <clears throat> that guy. He's a sniffer. I'm not lying. So go ask him. Varen is, as we've learned, there's more than meets the eye with Varen. She kind of looks at Varen. She goes, the wheels are turning. Gears are spinning. He's a sniffer, huh? Quite the, uh, quite the color of eye you got there, uh, young man. Stiffer, huh? Sure. Well, we'll go with that. Yes, you are a stiffer. Yes, you are. You say you are. I believe it. She knows. She's not going to let you know she knows. But she knows. Unfortunately, Varen was there to aid Rand, talk to Rand, give Rand information. He's not there. So she's got to make the best of a situation. Uh, Inktar says, yeah, you, you're here to help us? Find the horn? And she's like, hmm, I'm sorry, what? The horn of the, whose horn? The, the horn of Valer, aren't you going to be helping me with that? She's like, oh, um, sure, yes, yes, I will help you. Absolutely. And on the way, we can try and find Rand. Because, you know, Moraine wanted me to help talk to Rand. So as the chapter ends, Perrin gets... A first real glimpse of what Rand has been dealing with for the last, since the book began. He's like, oh my god, he's right. The Aes Sedai, they're just, all they care about is Rand, that's what they want. God, I'm glad he's gone, because if it was me, I'd be long gone by now. Losing Rand, Loyal, and Hurin, but they gain a Varen. So, you know, it's kind of a wash. Perrin taps into his feelings. Reaches out, makes a whole bunch of new friends, and is given a new nickname. What's wrong? Everything's good. Everything's good. This is one of those chapters where it's the pieces on the chessboard are being moved around. We learned from the last chapter, Rand and his two, two bloats, to do the Stranger Things reference may have gone into the Upside Down. But we bring Varen into the mix, and now Varen's walking along with them. Perrin finds the new abilities that he can use. Not happy with it, but will be able to use them to get to the goal that he needs. It was a good chapter. I love I love Varen. Varen, there's more to Varen that meets the eye. This is our first introductions to, to Perrin tapping into his wolf side. So all in all, it is a good quick chapter. And next week, Billy and I will be on to chapter 15. Kinslayer. I'm sure there'll be lots of lose Theron 
in that chapter. And that will take us into readings with Rob. And now, the Taveren present to you readings with Rob. Chapter 14, Wolf Brother. Are you well, Perrin? Matt said, moving closer. He sounded the way he always did, flippant, and bitter under it, too, of late. But he looked worried. That is all I need. Rand ran off, and then you get sick. I don't know where I'll find a wisdom to look after you out here. I think I have some willow bark in my saddlebags. I can make you some willow bark tea, if Ingtar lets us stay that long. Serves you right if I make it too strong. Ah, uh, uh, I'm all right, mate. Shaking off his friend, he went to find Ingtar. The Shenarian Lord was scanning the ground on the rim with Uno and Ragan and Maesma. The others frowned at him as he drew Ingtar aside. He made sure Uno and the rest were too far away to hear before he spoke. I, I don't know where Rand or the others went, Ingtar, but Pat and Fane and the Trollocs, and I guess the rest of the Dark Friends, are still heading south. How do you know this? Ingtar said. Perrin drew a deep breath. The wolves told me. He waited for what he was not sure. Laughter, scorn, an accusation of being a dark friend, of being mad. Deliberately, he tucked his thumbs behind his belt, away from the axe. I will not kill. Not again. If he tries to kill me for a dark friend, I'll run. But I won't kill anyone else. I've heard things like this, Ingtar said slowly, after a moment. Rumors. That was a water. A man called Elias Bachera, who some said could talk to wolves. He disappeared years ago. He seemed to catch something in Perrin's eyes. You know him? Yeah, I know him, Perrin said flatly. He's the one. I don't want to talk about it. I did not ask for it. That's what Rad said. Light, I wish I were home. Working Master Luhan's forge. These wolves, Ingtar said. They will track the dark friends in Chorlocks for us? Perrin nodded. Good. I will have the home, whatever it takes. The Shenarian glanced around at Uno and the others, still searching for tracks. Better not tell anyone out now. Wolves are considered good luck in the borderlands. Chorlocks fear them. But still, better to keep this between us for the time. Some of them might not understand. I would as soon no one else ever found out, Perrin said. I will tell them you think you have Herd's talent. They know about that. They're easy with it. Some of them saw you wrinkling your nose back in that village and at the ferry. I've heard jokes about your delicate nose. Yes. You will keep us on the trail today. Uno will see enough of their tracks to confirm and ease the trail. And before nightfall, every last man will be sure you are a sniffer. I will have the horn. He glanced at the sky and raised his voice. Daylight is wasting to horse. That was Readings with Rob. If there's a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to have read on the podcast, Simply tweet us at TaviranPod with your request. All right, with that, I want to close up shop. 
Please rate and review our podcast on Apple iTunes Podcast. Give us a one-star review. Give us a five-star review. All I ask is that you give us constructive criticism and ways that we can make this a better product for you. You can also email us at taverandpod at gmail.com. If you have no uh, Apple access, no, you're not an Apple kind of person, that's fine. Send us an email with a review. We'll read that on the on the pod, and that will also keep the Bill Zig at bay. God, I hope. With that, I'm going to sign off for the night. Everyone, take care, and hopefully we actually will have a dual podcast. Actually, us talking against each other. Thumbs up, hopes for that. All right, guys, take care. I'll talk to you later. Bye. As we march further on into the adventures of the Great Hunt, we take a quick peek into each of the minds of the three farm boys from Two Rivers to see where their heads are at at the moment. Wow, Perrin is so good talking to women. The way he handled Eggwing, I wish I could do that. Man, I wish I was as good at women as Perrin. Man, Rand seems to know what he's talking about with them women. I wish I was able to be as good talking with women as he is. Man, I see Rand and I see Perrin and the way that they're talking to women. Boy, I wish I could talk to women like that. The only thing I'm good at is making women mad. I only make women pissed off. Matt really has a way with women. I don't know how he gets away with it, but I wish I had that same ability to talk to women like he does. I can't believe the way Matt talked to that woman. It worked out beautifully. I, I just I just get stuck in my words and, and, and they think I'm just slow, but man, Matt really has a way with the women. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.